Welcome to the Half Hill Report. News and items of interest for and about the village of Half Hill, the Valley of the Four Winds, Pandaria, and all of Azeroth. Half Hill Report is produced in cooperation with Half Hill Agricultural College, dedicated to serving the educational needs of the greater Valley of the Four Winds community. I'm your host, Tash Mafuni, coming to you live from the upstairs room at Half Hill's own Lazy Turnip Inn. It would normally be time for a letter from a listener, but instead, I'd like to issue a public apology. It's come to my attention that on a number of occasions, I've mispronounced Furbolg as Furblog, and may have mistakenly identified them as the evolutionary predecessors of Pandarans. I wish to humbly and publicly apologize to the entire Furbolg race for these errors. I respect the Furbolgs, as I have great respect for all races and peoples throughout Azeroth and beyond. I do my very best to properly pronounce races and names, and can only ask for your patience and understanding if I occasionally err. And, if you're a Furbolg and happen to be in Half-Hill, please drop by the turnip and I'll buy you a drink. Just... Please, don't beat me up. Thank you. And now, on with the news. In local news, we apparently have a mysterious hero here in Halfhill, known only as D. Last week, a goblin flying vehicle crash-landed on the outskirts of our fair town, trapping the three occupants. A local Good Samaritan, who has yet to be identified immediately sprang into action. Braving the oil smoke that was billowing from the machine, he pulled the three goblins, who would have otherwise been overcome by the noxious fumes, from the wreckage. According to eyewitnesses, the unidentified hero ensured that the victims were receiving care from local healers, and then disappeared. But not before fashioning a clever musical instrument from pieces of the wrecked vehicle and leaving it behind as the only clue to his identity. Carved into the instrument was an ornate rune which has been identified as the letter D. So D, whoever you are, thank you for being such a great example of selfless heroism. The news is brought to you in part by the Red Crane Society, who remind us that we're all in this together. Hey folks, you'll always feel like a hero when you shop with the fine vendors of Half Hill Market. If you're looking for high quality seeds for your farm, reliable storage for your kitchen, or just an exciting new recipe, every vendor offers the highest quality goods at the best prices anywhere. So, whether you're a mysterious local hero or just an everyday resident who wants to be treated like a hero, shop at Half Hill Market. Open every day, all year round, a world of shopping right here in our own backyard. It's time for Dwarven Dispatches with Eamon Wetbranch, brought to you by... <laughs> so, Dwarven Dispatches is looking for a sponsor at the moment, and I really hope he gets one soon. Eamon's expense reports from the Dragon Isles are really starting to add up. Eamon, over to you. Hello, lad, and greetings from Camp Antonidas. I'm pleased to say that I am at this very moment sitting in the Mage's Rest with me feet up 
after spending the day with the Grand Hunt, and I'm enjoying a goblet of ancient fire wine and a platter of enchanted Argali tenderloin. Ah, boyo, it felt good to be back on a hunt, and these Shikar are quite the hunters. But I should start at the beginning. But first, I'll have a sip of this delicious ancient fire wine. good stuff. I was visiting with my old boss Hemet here at Antonidas when I heard a sound that I haven't heard in some time, the blowing of a hunting horn. When I looked at Hemet, he said, sounds like the Shikar Grand Hunt is in the area. You should join him, lad. So I grabbed me kit and hustled off to join a band of Shikar who were heading northwest out of town. And let me tell you, they move fast and it was all I could do to keep up with them. Short legs, you know. But when I did, they had already brought the biggest goat I have ever seen to bay. Er, Erlet. Er, er, till. Er, 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 something or other. It doesn't matter. It was a giant goat. And it was a mighty struggle to bring the beastie down. But we did. Oh, this storytelling's thirsty work. Give me just, give me just one more sip here. Oh, yes, that's, oh, that's good stuff. Right after we brought down Ertel, Er, Erlert, Er, the goat, they were off like a shot, calling out, bring down the filcher nests. I followed and trained my trusty rifle on one of the nests and was ready to shoot, but a nearby shikar pushed my barrel down, shook his head at me, and pointed to a stone on the ground. I said, You've got to be kidding. But that was what everyone else was doing. I'm not as good a shot with a thrown stone, but I got in one or two helping to finish the task as best I could. And again, the group took off, shouting that Kumag had been spotted. You know, a fella can really start to develop a taste for this fire wine. Just another, another sip. warm you clean down to your bones. All right, where was I? All right, Kermog. Boyo, they have some almighty big game in this area. Kumog was a giant brown bear with gray hackles on the, on the hump of his enormous shoulders and what looked for all the world like matching braids. Braids on a bear. It was quite the fight, but these Shikar know their business, and we took down the great beast. After such a fight, I guess Scout Tommel... Did I mention Scout Tommel was leading the hunt? Well, he was. Where was I? Right, after taking down Kumag. Scout Tommel... Scout Tommel. Sounds funny. No, it must be right. Scout Tommel felt the group needed a break and sent us off collecting Vorkwin bones, which I have since found out are used in crafting the Shikar's powerful bows. I also found out that they eat Vorkwin. Gross. Well, when we collected enough bones, Tommel, Scout Tommel, still sounds funny, Scout Tommel gathered us together and said we needed to take down ten mod to complete the day. 
to wonder what a ten mod was, because almost before Tommel finished talking, the group was off and running, leaving me to catch up again. D did I mention how fast they are? They're very fast. When I got there, the fight was on. Ten mod was a giant stone beast. No, my gun is powerful, but I wasn't sure how much damage I was gonna do. I never got the chance to find out. No sooner did I train me sights than something blotted out my view. You know what it was? No, you couldn't know what it was. I'll tell you. A giant boulder that Tenmod threw. The thing landed right close to me, threw me off my feet, and knocked me senseless. The next thing I knew, one of the Shikar was reaching a hand down to help me up with a big grin on their face. They said to me, Are you well, Two-Foot? I think I grumbled something about it not being a fair fight, which brought quite the chuckle from them. They said, The grand hunt is over, Two-Foot. Thank you for your aid. Collect your share of the spoils from Scout Tommel. And did I mention Scout Tommel leads the grand hunt? Yeah, right, yes, right. And then get some food and rest. And that's exactly what I'm doing now. Mm. Oh. Keep the home fires burning, lad. Thanks, Eamon. Dwarven Dispatches is brought to you by... Um... <laughs> me, I guess. <sighs> I bet I'll be getting a big expense report for Ancient Firewine. Checking the Azeroth calendar, well, if you're feeling flushed, short of breath, and your heart is racing, it's one of two things. You're either allergic to chocolates and perfume, or you're in love. Either way, there's no reason to be alarmed, because your symptoms are due to the Love is in the Air Festival. The Crown Chemical Company's vendors are open for business in a city near you for the next two weeks. So make your plans to join your friends, or... <laughs> those who you might want to be more than friends in this celebration of love and friendship. It's time once again for our weekly feature, The Inside Story, with everyone's favorite Draenei travel correspondent, Velmic. Velmic? Great to see you, buddy. Hey there, t Wait. Did you just introduce this segment as The Inside Story? What, what happened to... Wandering with Velmic and Talib. Oh, well, it, you know, I just figured since Professor Talib wasn't with you today. <sighs> okay. What? What is it? It's just, you know, I've never been happy with the title, The Inside Story. So you're not doing an in-review today? Yes, yes I am. Ah, <sighs> can we not have this debate today and just get to the in-review? All right, all right. We'll talk later. So, this week I go to visit Demesis and Tilly in Azure Span, where they have been dealing with some troublesome Draktir called Sundering Flame. But they write to me last week and invite me to spend time with them on their Love is in the Air getaway weekend at the Azure Archives. 
Oh, that's nice. And it sounds like an interesting place. Oh, it is. Azure Span is ancestral home of Blue Dragonflight, and Azure Archives is where Simulacrum of Sindragosa is advising Calicos on how to handle troubles in Dragon Isles. Whole place glows and pulses with beautiful light from magic that infuses everything, including the inn, which is called the Conjured Biscuit. The inn is staffed by a whole crew of arcane elementals, with very interesting names. Oh yes? Like what? Well, you know, they all have almost same name. There was Veltal I. Veltal I I. Veltal I I I. Veltal, this one's very strange. Veltal V I I I. Um, Velmec. Yes? You didn't happen to write down any of those names, did you? Oh, sure, I always take notes. Uh, let's find here. See? Here. Ah, uh, yeah, that's what I thought. Velmec, those are numbers. What? Numbers. Look, it's not Veltal I or II. That's Veltal 1, Veltal 2, Veltal 3. You see how it works? Oh, that's interesting. It, Tush, how are you knowing this? Ah, uh, it's complicated. Okay. So, the innkeeper is Veltal, uh, uh, Tush, nine. I-X is nine? Okay. So, Veltal nine keeps a very well-appointed inn, especially for intellectuals. Professor Talib would have loved it. There are bookshelves in every corner, packed with books of arcane knowledge, with tables for sitting and studying. Even books are sparkling with energy and magic. But it's not just place for study. This is good place to have something to eat and get some rest, or would be good place for rest if little arcane elementals weren't constantly jumping around. There are many good foods to eat, with large buffets spread with things like delicious hearty squash stew, extra crispy mutton, and azure lay wine. There is a cheery wood-fired oven that makes it nice and warm, which is nice because outside it's very cold. And whole place is lit with nice warm light from hanging flaming lanterns from ceiling. Well, that sounds lovely. Oh, I am almost forgetting. They even had a hot tub. Oh, very nice. Did, did you get a chance to use it? No, it was reserved by a couple of the elemental staff, and they wouldn't share. Tilly got in a bit of an argument with Innkeeper 9. She tell Innkeeper, Why are you having hot tub if not for guests? Oh, no. Is, is this another Tilly gets into a fight episode? Not yet it isn't. <sighs> you want to hear about accommodations? Yeah, sure. So, there are several large comfortable round beds with beautiful large purple glowing flowers on either side. Very romantic, but not at all private, which both Demesis and Tilly found very upsetting. Why? Well, Tosh, this trip was supposed to be their love-is-in-the-air getaway break. Oh. Oh, oh. Right. Well, <laughs> okay, moving along. Anything else about the inn? 
No, that pretty well covers it. But Azure Archives is more than just an inn. As I am telling you, whole place is infused with magic. There is large pool of arcane energy nearby, and just outside of inn is energy portal to very top of archives. We took it up, and view from there was amazing. But, you know, we find out afterwards, sometimes this portal is not so reliable. Occasionally, it does fail, dropping person who is using it down into crystals below, which will ruin a trip every time. Yikes! I know, right? On way up, Demesis and Tilly pointed out these beautiful entrances, scattered around cliff faces surrounding Azure Archives, which they used their drake mounts to fly me up to later. Several of the doors were sealed with arcane runes, but one was entrance to dungeon, the Azure Vault, where they have been helping. But there were two that were entrances to huge libraries of history and laboratories for sciences of all kinds. One of library was little strange because for some reason it snows on the inside, but there is no hole in the roof. And this place was watched over by Drakthir's scale commander Emrethal and Telash Greywing. Oh, please tell me Tilly didn't get into a fight with your Drakthir hosts. No, no, that was next library. When we got to that one, we found this large, magical-empowered mechanical creature called Forgotten Creation, who apparently was in bad mood about being forgotten. As soon as we walk in, it says something very rude to Demesis. Tilly, right away, is saying, Oh no, not acceptable. That's my wife you're talking to. And she drew her daggers, preparing to fight. But Demesis held her back, saying, Wife, this is supposed to be getaway weekend, must you? The forgotten creation heard this, laughed, and then said something even ruder to Tilly. The missus say very calmly, Excuse me, would you mind repeating that? I'm not sure I heard it right. Forgotten creation started to answer, but as soon as it made the sound, the missus had put four arrows into it. Tilly laughed a very scary laugh and charged in with her daggers, followed by Demesis's pet Jake. <laughs> oh, no. What did you do? Eh, what I usually end up doing on trips with Demesis and Tilly. I stood back and I healed. But this wasn't much a fight and they took it down very quickly. Well, <laughs> it took us a while to get there, but this did turn into a Tilly gets into a fight episode. Technically, it was more of a Demesis gets into a fight episode. Good point. Well, the Azure Archives and the Conjured Biscuit sounds like a place well worth the visit. And wherever your adventures take you to next week, or with whomever you take them, we'll look forward to hearing about them. Until then, Dionysa Ka, my friend. Dionysa Katosh. See you next week. As always, we are coming to you live from the Lazy Turnip Inn, in the heart of Half Hill, the little town that time forgot and the years can't improve. Next time your travels take you through Pandaria, drop by and see us, won't you? 
And when you do, remember to ask Denden for a cold, refreshing Storm Stout brew. Brewed right here in the valley by the fine Pandarans at Storm Stout Brewery. When in doubt, reach for a Storm Stout. Thanks for joining me again this week, folks. And be sure to tune in later today for Jan Ironchin's special live Super Bowl coverage. That's right, folks. Jeanne is traveling all the way to the Tuscar village of Ascara in the Azure Span to provide live coverage of the action as adventurers from all over team up under the direction of Chef Big Canuck to produce Azeroth's largest bowl of soup. See you next week, and remember, make your own turnip. The Half Hill Report is a fan-created fictional radio broadcast based on World of Warcraft. All place names, character names, and music from World of Warcraft used in the Half Hill Report are the exclusive property of Blizzard Entertainment. World of Warcraft is a trademark or registered trademark of Blizzard Entertainment Inc. in the U.S. and other countries. No copyright or trademark infringement is intended by the Half Hill Report. If you would like to reach us, you can find us on Twitter at Half Hill Report or drop us an email at halfhillreport at yahoo.com.